You go to the do- doctor and you're led to believe this is your life. You now have heart disease. Now you need to go on this medication and you need to go on this medication. You're stuck. Welcome to heart disease. You are here until you die. And I'm sorry, you are only stuck with heart disease as long as your mind is stuck on the fact that you are stuck with heart disease. If you start looking at what's causing it and making those subtle changes, maybe you're stuck with heart disease for six months, but in six months, you might not have it. Even the most diehard and passionate people around holistic health oftentimes can miss or neglect the role of dental hygiene. And in today's podcast, you're going to get to see exactly how important dental health is. And so as a result of being a listener to the Path podcast, Trina Felber has been kind enough to give some insane discounts. For example, 60% off of her dental natural whitening system. There's also a dental detox kit that you're going to get as a discount. So go ahead and click the link in the show notes to get access to the exclusive discount right here on The Path. Welcome to The Path Podcast. I'm Mike Salemi. I believe that uncharted trails make the best life stories. So take a deep breath, put one foot in front of the other, and trust the ground under your feet. Join me in discussions on health, performance, business, leadership, and spiritual self-mastery because these topics are windows into how well each of us have learned to trust our own path. Let's go. Today on The Path, we've got Trina Felber with us. Now, Trina is the CEO and founder of Primal Life Organics, which is a company that exists to revolutionize the personal care industry by eliminating harmful toxins that pollute the body so that we can pave a way for a cleaner, more sustainable future. Now, this discussion is all around dental health. It was one of the more fascinating talks that I've had. We discussed the key factors of dental health, the role of nitric oxide, mouthwash misconceptions, how dental health can can relate to infertility and how to focus on your families and your health from a natural approach. Let's get into the show. You know, I know that you have a background as a registered nurse. How did just the topic of dental health or dental hygiene come to the forefront of one of the areas that you specialize in and support people with, especially in light of having three children? Well, that's a great question. And it's actually the reason that I started my dental care line, because just as you know, kids can like, once you have a kid, they consume your life. (laughs) And it doesn't matter if you had cavities and, you know, what's happened in your life. We always poo-poo our own stuff. But if our kids have something wrong, we're like, oh my God, how do I fix it? What do I do? What do I need to do? Tell me what to do. (laughs) And, you know, then you start researching and doing all the, you know, trying to do the natural stuff because I'm just like you. We, you know, we try to follow the natural path. So anyway, how did my dental expertise or obsession happen? When Mia, our daughter, was two years old, my husband was brushing her teeth one day and he saw something on a molar that was coming through. And I looked at it and I'm like, yeah, that doesn't look good. So we took her to the dentist and the dentist took a look at the tooth and he said, that's a natural cavity. It's a natural defect. I didn't even know this was a thing, but it can happen in utero when the baby is developing. Typically, it happens to the the same tooth on both sides because they're developing at the same time. Luckily for us, it was only one tooth on one side. It happens a lot of times like when mom has a fever or some sort of bacterial wash or stress or something happen that at the same 
instant that that tooth is being developed. So when I was getting ready to leave, I knew, as you probably know, every tooth with the meridians, every tooth is connected through a meridian to an organ. During development, a tooth is being developed at the same time as an organ. So just like the acupuncture and acupressure meridians, same type of thing. It's a pathway between your organ and your tooth. Sometimes you can have a toothache and the tooth is absolutely fine. It's trying to signify that an organ or that group of organs is having a problem. Um, So if you're really in tune with your body and you understand that, you might be able to go, oh, you know, it's my, I think something with my liver or my pancreas because that tooth is connected. So anyway, when I was leaving the dentist office, he said, because he knew I was upset. He said, don't worry, mom. We put a temporary filling in it. Now we just hope for the best. And I'm actually really glad he said the words hope for the best because instantly I went into mom mode and I was like, screw that. I am not hoping for the best. I mean, if he would have not said anything, I might might have just walked out and this whole dental program would have never happened. But he said, we hope for the best. And I was like, no way we're not. So I went home and I started researching and I realized very quickly that he was right. If I didn't make some changes and I continued to use the products that I was using. We were going to pull the tooth within a year. So yeah, I, in my research, are you familiar with Dr. Weston A. Price? I'm sure you are. Yep. Yeah. I found Dr. Weston A. Price. He was a dentist in the early 1900s. I'm in um, Akron, Ohio, which is about 30 miles south of Cleveland. And he, believe it or not, is from Cleveland, Ohio. So I was just like, wow. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, wow, this is weird. So in his research, in the early, like we're talking 1905, 1910, that time frame, he was discovering the pathogens inside the mouth that are directly linked to internal health issues. He discovered the link between sugar and cavities. He was on the board of the ADA. The ADA tried to shut him up and bury his research, which is why most people, when they they hear about him now, they don't even understand that like how much he discovered and how much was buried in in the dirt. But I discovered his research and he literally discovered that, um, especially in third world countries, he did a lot of study of people in third world countries and looked at their oral health. And, you know, when you look at National Geographic, you see people with big, big jaws with those big white teeth and they're just smiling. And that is a picture of health. And he looked at why is their oral health so good? And when these people come to the U.S. and they supersize and start eating all the processed foods, what's the first thing that goes? The first thing that declines is their oral health. And then you start to see all the implications of that. They start to become obese and they get diabetes and then they have high blood pressure and heart disease. And the list goes on and on. And for women, you get Um, infertility, you have problems, you know, becoming pregnant. And for men, it's the same type of thing. They can have the same erectile dysfunctions and um, infertility issues as women. And he connected the dots all the way to the oral microbiome and discovered these are three things. The three takeaways that I took away from his research was that your dental products have to be alkaline. Your mouth is alkaline. The bad bacteria can't survive. So the harmful bacteria in the mouth is acidic wears away at your enamel and destroys your gum tissue, makes your gum tissue leaky, just like leaky gut and leaky brain starts in your mouth. So alkalinity is very important. It has to be alkaline. 
Secondly, there have to be minerals present. He discovered that they're eating alkaline-rich, alkaline foods. These foods, by the way, are also going to help produce nitric oxide. They are rich in nitrates, like uh, leafy vegetables, some fruits and things like that, natural foods. But they have to have minerals present. Their soil was very mineral-rich, and they were eating... They weren't eating processed foods. They're eating real food. So when it's alkaline and you have minerals present, that's when you can put the minerals back in your teeth. That's what keeps your enamel super hard. So if you're in a state of acidic mouth and not alkalizing your mouth at all, you're in a state of mineral demineralization. Your teeth are losing minerals and you're not putting them back in, which ends up leading to sensitive teeth and then cavities and all the things that fall in place after that. So alkaline, have to have minerals present, and we can jump into what these look like more, but um, then also detoxing the tissues of the mouth. You have to be pulling the contaminants, including heavy metals. We are exposed to heavy metals in our foods, in our pollution, in so many things. And one of the easiest ways for heavy metals to enter the body is through the gum tissue and the Hmm. tissues in the mouth. It's highly vascular, especially if you have any bleeding gums or any inflammation. And then, you know, of course, the heavy metals can travel throughout the body, end up in the brain, end up with brain fog and things like that. So using something that's going to pull the toxins out of your dental, your mouth, tissues is imperative. So those are the three takeaways I had. And I created my dental program based off of his research, incorporated those three things into my products. I always like to give the punchline of the story because I tend to forget it. My daughter, I, I was hoping, you know, if I can get that tooth to one year and one day, I'm good. I, I'll be happy with my results because he said it was going to be pulled within a year. So uh, my goal was one you know, one year, one day. And that tooth fell out naturally at the age of 10 or at the age of 12. The tooth lasted 10 years. And that temporary filling that was only supposed to last two to three months was still in place. (laughs) Never had to replace that temporary filling. In fact, the tooth had actually remineralized, placed down minerals over that filling edge so that bacteria could not impede that tooth and destroy it. So I did a good job. 10 years and the original filling and my kids today, ages 15, my daughter's 15, twin boys are 13 and they have zero. Other than that original one that started this whole dental thing, zero cavities in any of their mouths. Wow. That is an incredible, incredible story. Super inspiring. And, you know, it's been so long because one of the recommended or even maybe even mandatory readings in the Czech Institute is that nutritional and physical degeneration from Weston A. Price. That was like, you know, it's not really a nutrition book, but it also really is in that regard. And so that was the first time that I was, at least in my awareness, that role of dentition. But man, there's so much there. So now I'm curious, like if we were to look back in in some of these tribes, for example, I don't know, a thousand years ago with these beautiful dentitions, wide mouth. But I'm curious, back then, just for some context, in addition to all the things that you said, the alkalinizing foods and such, were they, there was no floss, like were they brushing their teeth or like in terms of their, like the dental hygiene protocol that we might like, that we might attribute to today, what did they have? What didn't they have? Just, uh, Just for some context. So truly, if you're eating a healthy diet with natural foods, with only natural sugars, you know, the the natural sugars in the fruits and vegetables and things like that, 
and um, they're not eating processed meats and things like that. Your body is so amazing that your saliva is really meant to cleanse your mouth and, and keep your teeth healthy. Your, your saliva is supposed to have nitric oxide in it. That's a buzzword. For many people, it doesn't because the condition inside their mouth is in such disarray with acid in their mouth that nitric oxide can't be produced. The pathway for nitric oxide production is phenomenal. It's, it's astounding. We can go into that, but I want to answer your question without getting off topic. <laughs> So to be honest with you, if your mouth is healthy and you're eating the right foods, you don't necessarily even need to brush your teeth. The reason that we do is because we are so exposed to everything, so exposed to processed foods. And even if you're eating super healthy and um, you're eating organic foods, part of the problem is that our soil is so min-depleted these days, that the minerals that the mineral content, say in carrots, our, our ancestors might have been able to eat one carrot and been able to satisfy their nutritional needs plus their dental needs eating one carrot. Today, you might have to eat 18 carrots to get that same nutritional value. So unfortunately, we can't stick to just the diet alone anymore, even if you're being super clean. You do need to brush with something that is going to be alkaline, provide the minerals, and then detox as well because we're exposed to a lot more these days. Back then, they did do dental hygiene. They were using things like sticks, um, mm. dirt, and then even like oyster shells, they would like crush things that were sharp or not sharp, but um, to make like a, a, a pumice or a, you know, real fine. And then they would use that to, to clean their teeth. Um, but they were doing some dental hygiene they just didn't need exactly what we need because they were eating cleaner and the environment was cleaner and the soil was more mineral rich. Okay. All right. Well, that makes perfect sense. Thank you for sharing that. And there's a few things that stick out and pop out in terms of like specific curiosities that I have. One of which is, well, I want to anchor one point in that, that you said that I hadn't heard before, but makes like now even just hearing it, it's, it's very obvious that leaky gut begins in the mouth. Like that's something just conceptually that like, yeah, duh, but didn't didn't quite register in the past. So thank you for sharing that. And then prior to this podcast, you know, obviously now being a new papa, like I'm very tuned into other parents and very curious. And so there's dialogue. And I, and I think, you know, you already dispelled some of the myths maybe around dental health. And I'm curious, what are maybe the one, two or three big myths out there that you have heard? around this? And are they true? Are they not true? Uh, one of which in particular that a mom had expressed to me was uh, her, I think it's her daughter, under two years old is having got some cavities. And she, what her dentist, if I recall correctly, had explained to her was that it was due to breastfeeding. Um, now, I don't I have no idea if that's true or not, but I'm just curious uh, that question specifically, and then also any particular uh, ideas that are circulating out there that we can kind of start dispelling or at least unpacking. That's so disturbing that they would say that's related mm. to, I mean, that dis, it, that's disturbing. Breast, breast milk is so healthy. Why would you tell a mom that and then put the fear in her to not breastfeed her her child? And of course, breast milk is going to have a little bit of you know natural sugar in it, but it's not it's not going to cause cavities. Not like probably formulas are actually created. That would be worse. Of course, putting um, like soda or juice 
in bottles is probably, if it's a consistent thing that a baby gets all the time, that's not good either because that sugar right there, you know, um, is going to cause some problems in the teeth. I mean, we never really gave our kids juice and never soda. They never had soda. But I don't even, I don't remember giving our kids juice. They had water and they had milk and that's really what they needed. I disagree. I don't think that breast milk is going to cause cavities at all. Breast milk is really, you know, it's it's what nature intended mm-hmm. for babies to have. And Mother Nature never gets it wrong. She never gets it wrong. I don't fight with Mother Nature. You can if you want. That doctor can if he wants. I would never say that breast milk causes cavities. I can say a lot of other things cause cavities. I can say that mom's health, mom's health during pregnancy, mom's mouth during pregnancy, her oral microbiome is directly linked to fertility, carrying the baby, and preterm labor, as well as baby's ability to have a healthy microbiome and, you know, if they're going to get cavities or be more prone to getting cavities and and problems with their gums. So, yeah, that's my take on that one. As far as some of the other myths, my favorite one is mouthwash. Can okay. Talk about mouthwash? Break it down. Let's hear. <laughs> we talk about mouthwash and how that leads to erectile dysfunction. <laughs> All right. Let's go. We got a, we got a a big male listenership and uh, side. Did I get your attention? <laughs> it, it definitely. It's actually very sick. Quick side note. Uh, I remember when I was working uh, with my mentor Paul Check. One of the things that he would always say in terms of readiness for training and competing, because I was been a competitive athlete for most of my life. And if you wake up with a morning soldier, it's a very good sign that you are ready to train and get after it. Mm-hmm. And when that doesn't happen, you know, there's there's things to look into. And I have not yet personally heard of the connection at all between dental health and that. So let's dive into it. Beautiful. So nitric oxide, um, and this is my nursing background coming coming out a little bit of the education that I remember and, and you know, that's reading about it now and the studies that I've seen. Nitric oxide is so important. It is a vasodilator. So think about activities when you would like things to have increased blood flow. Your heart is one of them. Like, you know, the vessels in your heart. So nitric oxide is going to take a vessel that's small and make get larger, which basically causes an increase in blood flow, increase in oxygen and nutrient delivery to the tissues. But it will also help with getting rid of the toxins. So like the detox pathway of clearing things out as well. With lower or minimal nitric oxide production, you, you're going to be at risk for heart, more heart disease problems. Um, this is where erectile dysfunction comes into play. Um, nitric oxide is something that can help. They've got pills now, but they're, you know, that's not, that's not the root cause. Let's get to the root cause of why you're struggling with making nitric oxide production. Nitric oxide is also imperative for immune system. Mm -hmm. Your immune system cannot function without nitric oxide. Um, it, It becomes disabled, basically. Your saliva, if you don't have good nitric oxide production, your saliva will lack it. It will kill the bacteria that causes problems. It's going to help to neutralize um, acids, and it's going to be protective of your teeth and gums. It's also for sleep and brain health. Nitric oxide is imperative. It's imperative for all all systems. For women, fertility, as well as um, conceiving mm. the implantation, as well as carrying the baby, and then um, you know preterm labor is also related to a lack of nitric oxide production. 
So it's just really, really important. There's two ways that nitric oxide is created or produced in your body. The, one of the systems is through enzymes in the body internally. I'm not going to go into that one. The one that I like to talk about because it's the easy one that you can control is the one in your mouth. So inside your mouth, your saliva starts to break down. So you need to eat foods rich in nitrates. Mm. Nitrates are in like green leafy vegetables. It can be in some fruits and vegetables or some fruits as well, but it's primarily in like the leafy vegetables like spinach and broccoli and things like that, kale, I think. The bacteria in your mouth is where the problem arises. If you don't have healthy bacteria inside your mouth and your the healthy bacteria is alkaline, it, it's the bacteria, like think about cancer. Cancer grows in an acidic environment. Mm. It creates its own acid so that it can regenerate more cancer cells. Same thing inside your mouth. If your mouth is acidic because the most of the foods that we eat are acidic, so that, you know that would be all the processed foods that would be meats and cheeses and red wine and beer and all of those types of foods are more acidic by nature. The acid creates the environment for an acidic environment creates that acid type of bacteria, which causes cavities and gum disease. That bacteria that causes cavities and gum disease, so if your mouth is acidic, you have bad breath all the time, you're popping, you know, breath mints and gum that's going to make it worse. You can't, you don't have the right bacteria to break down the nitrates in the foods. If you're eating the right foods, the nitrates in your mouth the bacteria starts to break it down, you swallow it. And then in the stomach, the nitrate is converted to nitrites, which are then converted to nitric oxide. <laughs> so if you don't have healthy bacteria in your mouth and your gut, those are the two places that you have to have healthy bacteria in order for nitric oxide production to be healthy. If either one of those is off, your nitric oxide production will fall. If both of those are off, you will probably not produce nitric oxide in that pathway. And that is the easiest pathway to increase nitric oxide production. So how do we fix that? Yeah. It's actually super easy. I've done this for thousands, thousands wow. of people swapping out what you're using. So I was just reading, I have to read this. Let me, let me pop on my computer. Mouthwash contains alcohol and it a lot of times contains peroxides and possibly even triclosan. I was just reading a study before we jumped on um, about mouthwash and this is a take-home message and it, it just kills me mm. what their take-home message is. So it, they were talking about mouthwash and how it's killing all the bacteria and it causes a, like a decrease in nitric oxide production, just as I was talking about. But their take-home message was oral bacteria are essential and nitric oxide homeostasis, which means um, equal, just being produced and equal. Eradicating the oral microbiome by antiseptic mouthwashes may result in a state of deficient nitric oxide bioavailability, putting patients, because this is a study for hospital patients, at risk for potentially life-threatening complications. These insights constitute a pathogenic mechanism bridging antiseptic mouthwashes with mortality and plea against profuse antiseptic mouthwash in use in hospitalized patients. And I'm thinking... Why hospital? Why do we have to wait till we're in the hospital for people to understand mouthwash is bad? I think we need to understand that before we actually get sick because the whole idea behind mouthwash 
is that it kills not just your bad bacteria, it wipes out all of your good bacteria. Mm. And that's the problem. When you see on mouthwashes that it kills 99% of bacteria, it's a marketing ploy because most people think, oh, I don't want bacteria in my mouth, but it's killing 99%. And that includes your good bacteria, meaning you are left so immunocompromised in your mouth that you can no longer produce mouth or um, nitric oxide. And I mean, the study here proves it that if you're in the hospital and they're doing that, it could be life-threatening. So why are we waiting? One of the questions that come up, and there might be a few routes we can go with this, but uh, around like duration, for example, like for someone, for example, who's been using, uh, I'm just going to throw out Listerine, one that I've seen all the time. Right. Someone who's been using that since, I mean, shoot, I remember going to the dentist when I was a kid. I don't even remember how young I was, but that's what they would put in. And, and that's what, you know, my family with the, to the best of their knowledge and their awareness was, was getting. And as of many people, so out of, you know, it probably hasn't been, I haven't used a mouthwash like that in probably well over 10 years, but let's say, say 20 years I've been using it. And I imagine anybody listening to this has been using mouthwash if they are using it for just as long, if not more, how long does it take to heal that or reverse that? And is that possible? To what degree is it completely wiped out and we'll never get back to the state that we could if we didn't? What's some, uh, can you give a little bit of parameters around that? You're going to be shocked. Okay. Within I'm three already days, shocked. I'm already fucking shocked. Within three days, most people notice a difference. Wow. I would say about two weeks. So when you wash wow. your hands with something that has like antibacterial type stuff in it and you wipe out all, all this stuff on here, they've done studies, two weeks. It takes two weeks to regrow your good, healthy microbiome. And that's if you stop doing it. Like if you continue doing it, you're just on that cycle. You're never regrowing because it takes a while. In your mouth, your mouth is unique. Your mouth is always, um, it's a, the right environment. It, as long as it's alkaline, most of the time, it's a really good environment for bacteria, healthy bacteria to grow. I'm not a proponent of oral probiotics myself because they're not necessary when your body is healthy and when you're doing the right things. Mm. What's harsh, and, and I hate to say this, but if you're taking a, like an oral probiotic for your gut or even for the mouth, and then you're brushing and using mouthwash, you just wasted your money. And same thing with your gut. Like if you're taking probiotics, but you're eating junk, you're not really going to benefit. So for me, probiotics have a place to help, you know, heal. But beyond that, you shouldn't need them. I don't even, I don't have them. I don't, we don't sell them because most of my people, you know, customers, three days, that literally three days, I get people that are like, I have suffered. So sensitive teeth, and bad breath are the first two symptoms or signs that your body sends. Those are signals to you. They're little messages in your ear going, something's wrong, something's wrong, something's wrong. You're not listening. I'm going to ramp it up. I'm going to ramp it up. Now my teeth start to hurt. Ooh, they're a little sensitive. Okay, something's not right, but I don't know. I'll just go get Sensodyne and cover it up, put a Band-Aid on it, make it worse. And then it's getting worse and worse. So that little bit of bad, just even in the morning, when you wake up in the morning, you shouldn't have bad breath. It should be it shouldn't be stale. It should just be normal. Most We are so programmed that bad breath is normal. It's just because it's common 
a common thing that most people have does not mean that it is normal. Mm. And bad breath is not normal. It's a sign that there's an imbalance in the bacteria in your mouth. And if you don't fix it, you're just going to continue to get worse and worse and worse. So for me, when you stop doing the things that you're doing and you start implementing the correct things, within about three days, people that had sensitive teeth, I've had people that had sensitive teeth for 20 years, couldn't fix it, didn't know why, just kept doing the same thing over and over. And that's the definition of insanity, <laughs> doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. But they've been doing the same thing and never their sensitive teeth never went away. Three days into my program, their sensitive teeth are gone. They're like, oh my God, I can eat food and not be in pain. So the microbiome really only takes about, um, I say like 21 days, about two to three weeks to grow a healthy microbiome. And then you start, you start producing nitric oxide as long as your good bacteria are in place and you're eating the right foods. And your gut bacteria also has to be healing or you, still, you have to have some of the right bacteria. So it, hap it can happen very quickly, but you have to stop using what you're using and what caused the problem in the first place because that's, that's the big problem. Yeah, and that's so encouraging, honestly. Encouraging and empowering are the two words that come up and even inspiring. But the fact that you can have such a change after, you know, when I think about like, for example, you know, I've had knee issues, for example, for a few years. Uh, do a little rehab, it gets better. And then all of a sudden, but I haven't quite fixed the root cause of it. So it's kind of this dance. But for example, if someone has had a knee issue, a ligament issue or shoulder chair for, th for 30 years, it's like you can, you know, improve it. But at some point, there's a level of damage that's done that is very hard to reverse or, you know, you got to go through some pretty heavy procedures. So I only bring that up because it's very encouraging to hear that that one, the role of, of oral hygiene and the, and the dentition and all that stuff and the fact that we can get back to a state of health. One question that comes up is when people, we talked about like erectile dysfunction, for example, can you share a few more things like as someone is making that transition, they're swapping products, they're on the program, what are some of maybe the, the not so commonly understood or thought impacts of now having proper oral hygiene that they're going to maybe notice? Is it increased energy or increased digestion? Or what are some of the things that people might not be used to saying like, holy shit, there's a direct connection or there is a connection between the healthier than my mouth is, I'm going to be paying attention to these other areas in my life. Yeah, everything is totally connected to your to your mouth. So that's a great question. It's loaded and I love it. Let me back step for just a second. Anyone that has um, severe oral health right now. So if you're if you really have bleeding gums and inflamed gums, or you have teeth that are really either in infected or in you know they're really worn down, I always tell people it, the gum tissue can heal. It will take longer only because of the modality of the mouth and the the acidic foods. The teeth tend to heal a little bit faster, but it just depends on the significance of the damage. Mm. And um, some teeth might be beyond actual repair. If that makes sense, you might need to get a cavity or a cap or whatever filling. But you have to remember that the goal is to um, convert the mouth so that whatever can be salvaged can actually be healed. And that way you don't progress the disease inside the mouth. Um, so while most people will notice a change very quickly, 
it also depends on the severity and if there's any infection that's actually happening inside the mouth. So a lot of this is going to be dependent upon where your body is right now okay. and you know what what you're doing to stabilize your health. So for everybody that's different, you know, diet, the cleaner you can be, the less sugar that you eat, the faster you're going to see improvements internally cuz sugar's the root of all evil, I believe. <laughs> um and um you're going to it could be something that you can look back a year from now and go, wow, I can I got off two medications and um, I've lost you know forty pounds and you, you can maybe go back a year later and see the differences in what you're experiencing. I have more energy. I'm you know I I just are all over. I don't have the aches and pains that I had, you know, in my tissues. As far as even for fertility. I truly believe a lot of that has to do with oral health and the nitric oxide and the bacteria. The, the harmful bacteria is inflammatory. Your body will not want to reproduce another human being if there's if it's trying to fight inflammation. Like that is one of the biggest reasons that I believe infertility happens for both men and women. This is both men and women because oral health is directly linked to not just erectile dysfunction, but sperm mobility, motility, and, you know, just the morphology of it um, and the health of sperm and eggs, um, you know, the female's eggs. It's directly linked to all of that. So I always say, you know, now is the time to make the changes because when you try and conceive, if you're healthy, it might not. Actually, there was a study that said it took three times longer for people with poor oral health to conceive than someone that has good oral health. It took like three times longer. But it can happen. Like you said, that's the best news is that you're not like you're not stuck. No one is stuck with the body that they have. You're not stuck with mm. your mouth conditions. You're not stuck with heart disease. You go to the doctor and you're led to believe this is your life. You now have heart disease. Now you need to go on this medication and you need to go on this medication. You're stuck. Welcome to heart disease. You are here until you die. And I'm sorry, you are only stuck with heart disease as long as your mind is stuck on the fact that you are stuck with heart disease. If you start looking at what's causing it and making those subtle changes, maybe you're stuck with heart disease for six months, but in six months, you might not have it. I love my props and I had a prop around. I don't see it now, but I have a prop that shows what a clear artery looks like in your heart. And then as it gets plaque you know, inside of it, how narrow the vessel gets and that's the lack of blood flow. And then, you know, it, at that point, nitric oxide can't really help because your your vessels are stiff. They're stiff because they've got this buildup of plaque. So plaque, the plaque on your teeth that you feel, um, that really nasty, it sometimes causes your tongue to feel like it's rough. Your teeth feel rough. That plaque and the you know the scraping that the dentist will do, and it feels like they're chipping your teeth off, but it's really just plaque. That plaque is the exact same plaque that is in the heart vessels. It's the exact oh. same. You're, that's the link between oral health and heart health is the bacteria that starts inside your mouth, get works its way through your gum tissues into your bloodstream. And your bloodstream is traveling everywhere. But in your heart is a, a place that it will actually create that 
the plaque. I mean, it can create in your brain. It can create plaque anywhere. It's just the heart is such an organ that needs blood flow that that's where we notice it. And so that's where they're looking for it. And that's where they try to fix it if there's a problem. But it's the exact same plaque. But that's probably reversible too. I mean, think about it. Your body is so in tune to getting rid of things that don't belong there, that if you stop the reason it's that the plaque is being created, get rid of the bacteria that's causing the plaque, then there's a possibility that you could fix your own problem. But you have to eat right, you have to have good oral health, and you have to take care of yourself. That's the bottom line. Beautifully, beautifully said. There's there's actually a good hint. We'll, we'll chat afterwards as well, but there's a few people that I would, you might already be connected to them that I would love to connect you to. One of which is a dear friend, Dr. Nathan Riley, who's the holistic OBGYN. He's doing some very big work, um, very big work in that space. I supported him with one program around fertility, incorporating movement for male and females and stuff like that. And I'm just such a proponent. He supported Lauren and I for with our baby and uh, he's one of the good ones. And uh, so I'll definitely connect you with him. And the reason I bring that up is because, you know, obviously now being a new dad, like as I would mention, the conversations I'm having and just the age that I am, friends trying to have kids. And it's one of the more heartbreaking things to have, um, mm-hmm. you know, multiple friends who are amazing people and just being very challenged in miscarriages and trying to get pregnant and, and for years and having difficulties. So I'm absolutely going to send this podcast to them afterwards. So thank you for sharing that. And um, one of the things that I definitely want to make sure that we touch on, and I, I know that men are interested in this, but definitely I know a lot of the ladies, especially when it relates to whitening of teeth. Uh, can you give your perspective on that? What is maybe the traditional approach I know you do have a tooth whitening system. How does it differ? And if you can help me understand that a little bit more, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I would love to. Here's the interesting about teeth whitening. The traditional methods that dentists use as well would be peroxide, hydrogen peroxide. The higher the concentration, the faster the result. The problem with hydrogen peroxide is that, first off, If you have any amalgam or mercury fillings in your teeth, and probably if you're over the age of 40, you probably do. You might. There's a higher incidence if you're over the age of 40 of having because they started switching. Found out some dentists are still putting it in, which drives me nuts. Um, But if you have any amalgam fillings, peroxide in toothpaste, mouthwash, or whitening vaporizes the mercury. And so you literally inhale. It just is your vaporize. There's, there actually was a video on YouTube. I tried to search for it, so I don't know if they took it down. But of uh, a tooth that hydrogen peroxide was put on that had an amalgam filling and you see the vapor. And that's in your mouth. You're inhaling that. So that's going to your brain, your pineal gland, all of, you know, everything in that airspace. So anyway, that's the first problem with hydrogen peroxide. Second problem is that it destroys your microbiome. So if you want to produce nitric oxide, forget it. You're not going to. Second or third, Nitric ox or um, hydrogen peroxide, as far as a whitener, I'll tell you how it works because it's very creative in the way that it works. 
so you've got three, a couple layers to your teeth. The outer layer is the enamel. The outer part of the tooth is the enamel. The inner layer, the layer beneath. So the, the outer layer of the enamel is the hard stuff that you see. It's supposed to be white. It's supposed to be pretty thick. The thicker your enamel, the whiter your tooth is going to be. Mm. The problem as we get older is that because we're in such a state of acid in our mouth and such a demineralizing state, we're losing more minerals than we're replacing. So our enamel starts to get thinner and thinner. You start to see the layer beneath your dent, your enamel, which is the dentin. The dentin is off color. It's usually either grayish, bluish, or yellowish. And it's semi-fluid filled. So it's got it's got some substance to it, but it has some fluid in it. The fluid helps protect it. It's also like the cushion layer because beneath your dentin is your pulp, which contains your blood vessels and your nerves. So it's I say that your dentin is like your shock absorber so that every time you bite, you're not necessarily feeling everything. But because it's off color and when your enamel starts to get thinner, what how peroxide whitens your teeth is that it pulls the fluid or the moisture out of your dentin. It dehydrates your dentin because if there's less fluid in there, the tooth will be more opaque, which means it's white, more white. So the higher the concentration of peroxide, the faster that happens. If you've ever gotten peroxide treatment or done one to yourself and it hurts, like I have so many people that are like, oh my gosh, I couldn't take it. I had to take it out. It hurts so bad. That's because it seeps through your enamel, especially the thinner your enamel, the faster it's going to seep through. It seeps into the dentin to dehydrate it. And then it gets to the next layer, which is the pulp and your nerves are in there. And if you put peroxide on a nerve, it's caustic. It hurts. That's why it hurts Mm -hmm. because it's actually seeped in. But by dehydrating that layer, infrastructure of your tooth, you're actually causing to become weakened and you're more at risk for like a tooth to break or fracture at that point. So that's how peroxide works. So... Because I'm a, a, a female or a woman and I want to be able to smile bright white and because the dentist told me, you know, don't worry, we put a temporary filling in and now we just hope for the best. I decided that I need to figure out how to whiten teeth so that it's long-term and it's the right way. And the right way to whiten your teeth is to rebuild the outer layer of your tooth, the enamel. Mm. And the way to do that is through remineralizing with alkaline, uh, the solution has to be alkaline, has to be minerals present, um, and it has to be sitting on the tooth. So I created my, it's called Real White because it gets your teeth real white, the real way. And it's um, a teeth whitening system that uses both red and blue LED lights. And it uses the peroxide-free gel. Our gel is an oil-based, has hydroxyapatite, which is the calcium and phosphorus the same minerals found in the teeth, has clay in it. Clay has not just calcium and phosphate, has magnesium. The problem with um, a lot of dental products that are using hydroxyapatite is that calcium and phosphate can get in your teeth, but it won't harden without the presence of magnesium. Mm. So without magnesium, which most dental products don't have magnesium, mine do, does because it's got the clay, the magnesium, it, the 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 calcium and phosphorus will plug a hole, but it's not going to harden. So um, with mine, you'll get that hardening effect. So then your enamel can get thicker and thicker. And guess what happens when your enamel gets thicker and thicker? Your smile is whiter, but you also have less, you're less prone to cavities and your dental checkups are going to be way better. The blue and the red light is really cool. Red light therapy, you know, as a nurse, red light therapy in um, wound healing 
It increases blood, especially for diabetics. It worked really, really good. It increases blood flow, reduces inflammation, and it increases collagen production. Production For your gums, like putting red light therapy, red light on your gum tissue, whether you have you know, problems with your gums or your gums are still healthy, the red light significantly improves the tissue so that you can go from leaky, if it's leaky and inflamed, to a healthy tissue so much faster. And then the blue light is really cool. Um, and, and by the way, both light, red and blue light penetrate the tissue. So we're not just talking the surface of the tooth, which is how a lot of other like gum things work is you're just on the surface and if it, hopefully it absorbs if it doesn't. But red light and blue light penetrate. Red light penetrates deeper. Blue light will penetrate a little bit. But when you think about the mouth, you've got in between your teeth that you can't really get to and pockets. And if the light penetrates deep enough, you can do, you can heal not just the surface, but internally the areas that other things can't get to. Blue light is like by far my, I love, I love red light. Blue light blows me away because blue light, Harvard did a study and the bacteria that causes problems inside the mouth has this little portion to it that when it's exposed to blue light at the right fruit nanometers, which mine is set at, that little piece explodes in the presence mm. of blue light. And when that explodes, it's like the heart, the bacteria dies. So literally, you can kill the bacteria that's causing the problems, causing the issue with not producing nitric oxide, kill it within a couple seconds. So doing a treatment with the red and the blue LED light is going to solve a lot of problems for a lot of people. And I know you're going to have a link for everyone. And I just want to let everybody know that um, to make sure that you click through Mike's link because I'm going to be giving you guys a 60% discount if you're interested in getting that teeth whitening system. So it's a good deal. It's such a, it's su it, like, it's the next level. It really takes your oral health to the next level fast. Man, I feel so grateful and like fired up. One, first and foremost, thank you so much for offering that to everybody listening. So we'll put a link in that show note for sure. That is amazing. And uh, I'm so excited to get on the program. No bullshit. I'm so pumped. I'll be doing it. My wife will be doing it. We'll be working with our, our little man who's nine months old. You know, as we begin transitioning, uh, one, is there anything else, of course, that you would love to share that you feel would be really important and any final takeaway as we begin wrapping up? Yeah. So I know a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, I, I want to get on the program. How do I start or yes. what do I start besides the teeth whitening? Because the teeth whitening is the next thing, but you have to convert what you're actually using twice a day to brush your teeth. If you're still, if you're using mouthwash or most dental products, it's like taking an antibiotic twice a day. Um, you know what an antibiotic does to your gut? It does the same thing inside your mouth. So brushing twice a day with something that's killing all your good bacteria mm. is like taking an antibiotic twice a day for life wow. because we brush our teeth every single day. We should be twice a day. So we need to switch what you're using. And so what I did is I created a dental detox kit. It's an actual kit. It's a starter kit. It comes in a cute little box, have all the instructions in there. It, you get a morning and nighttime tooth powder. I start people on powder. So if you're, if you're someone who's always used paste, I have so many people that thought I'm never going to like powder. <laughs> they try the powder and they never go back to paste. I also make paste, but the powder is so concentrated. You get results so fast. Wow. So I always start people on powder 
after you do the kit, it's a 60-day kit, you can switch to the paste if you're more happy, like if you just like paste better, or you can stick with the powder. But you get a morning and nighttime powder, super easy to use. You just wet your toothbrush, shake off the excess water and dip it the dip the tip of the toothbrush in the powder and it's a tiny amount tiny tiny it's like a dusting it's all you need and then you brush with that and you don't have to worry about contaminating the tooth powder with what's on the brush because nothing grows in clay which is why I love it it's very antibacterial antimicrobial anti everything so you'll get that the nighttime one is black so the it has um, my the formula that I created with Dr. Weston A. Price's information has a blend of three clays. It has the nanohydroxyapatite in it for the, that's all for remineralization. It has baking soda. Baking soda is what's going to signify whether your dental products are alkaline. If there's no baking soda in there, you're not alkaline. You need to pitch it. If there's nothing, if there has to be something alkaline, baking soda and minerals for it to actually work. Um, the clay also detoxes the tissues of the mouth. It pulls it binds to heavy metals and binds to toxins. So that's what's going to cleanse the tissues of your mouth. The nighttime formula also has charcoal added to it. Mm. The charcoal is going to also help pull toxins a little bit faster and whiten the teeth. All of these will whiten the teeth. My dental products whiten as well. But what I usually tell people is when you brush with my products, you can you can spit, but I, I don't recommend people rinse their mouth. I recommend you just leave it in there and let it work its magic um, because it's going to continue to detox and cleanse the tissues the longer that it's inside your mouth. The next thing is you're going to get a gumdrop. Gumdrops are my solution my mouthwash solution. These are little, it's olive oil with 11 essential oils. You put one or two drops on your finger when you're done brushing and you rub it right on your gum tissue. Phenomenal. People love those. I can't make enough of those. They're really, really good. And so that's going to increase blood flow, reduce inflammation and support your healthy bacteria. And oil, olive oil will absorb into the tissue um, and it's going to actually carry those nutrients internally. That's why it works so well to heal the gums quickly. You're also going to get Floss picks, our floss picks are made of cornstarch, so they're eco-friendly with a bamboo string that is infused with charcoal to detox the tissue between and the, the teeth between the teeth. And then you also get a tongue scraper that's copper. If you haven't scraped your tongue, one of the worst offenders of killing the good bacteria inside your mouth and the nitric oxide production is that white coating on your tongue. And so you want to be able to scrape that off. It takes about three seconds. I usually recommend doing it twice a day, but if I can get you to do it at least once, we're on a good path. So once or twice a day in, in the morning before you do anything, scrape your tongue three times and get rid of that bacteria. So that's a dental detox kit. I'll also give you the link to that. They can get a great discount on that and buy like more than one at a deeper discount. Or if they're going to get the LED, the teeth whitening system, they'll also get an offer. You can get it all in that offer for the detox kit as well. Detox kit is also imperative. If you're not switching what you're going to be brushing with, you're really not going to make a lot of headway even with the LED. Okay. Trina, Conversations like this, for me, are incredibly validating to why I have this podcast and why I'm doing the work that I'm doing. And what you've shared in this applies to every single person in the world and can not only change their dental health, but how they feel, how they look, how they perform, how they relate to themselves, how they relate to their family, how they raise their kids, how they 
you know, have children. So the levels that this will impact people, uh, it's very like confirming and validating. And it's been such a pleasure having you on. So thank you again. And uh, I'm really looking forward to staying in touch with you. So thank you. Appreciate you very much. Yeah. Thank you, Mike. Thanks for, thanks for letting me mouth off with you. <laughs> right on. Well, you have a beautiful day. <laughs> thanks, you too. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow the podcast on Apple and leave a review. It means a lot. We all have a path and I'd love to hear how this podcast has inspired you in some way to live yours.